and I said something like we were just bitching about like the mismanagement that the federal government and not specifically Trump, but just the federal government in general, just in general yeah, how we've sure. kind of botched this. But I said, God, I can't wait to reelect these, all, all these people again in November. I think they're going to really do a great job in the next four years anyway. And she's like, see, you can't say that. You can't make jokes like that. What? Why? Why the fuck not? First of all, I'm saying it just, it's just me and my wife in the room. Why is that a joke that is hurting things? Clearly I'm kidding. And if I put it even on Facebook, the idea is that most of the people on Facebook know who I am. Or if I don't know them directly, I know them through doing comedy shit or doing shows or, or doing whatever. writing, yeah. right? So I think that the percentage of people who read that dumb shit that I put on Facebook, that sarcastic stuff, will look at that and go, oh, he really thinks that China gave us the COVID? I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. It's the cracks are starting to show. The cracks are starting to show. Um... I spend most of the day, you know, every day in the office, sequestered from my family because I'm yeah. working. Like, I'm working, you know, yeah. nine, ten hours a day, eight, eight to ten hours a day. So, Katie is managing Harry most of the time. Like, I come out yeah. when I can and relieve. But So, it's absolutely no different than normal except that you're home. Uh, Well, because I'm an absent dad, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, because, right. you know... The fact that I can remember his name is... You do. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting uh, to lose... But I heard... His, his, your image, you have to have a picture of him in front of you so you remember what he looks like. Right. I've got... Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I heard... Like, everything's been fine and mellow for the most... Just like normal, like, toddler yeah. stress. Yeah. And, you know, stress of Katie's trying to find work and, like, with a little bit of time she gets to put to it. You know, whatever. Like, normal stress. But the last couple of days... The kid's gotten, I think he's starting to understand cabin fever because he says, go to the park. I want to go to the park. And like, we can't. And he doesn't understand why. So he gets pissed. And I I heard out of the office door at like 1030 in the morning the other day, Katie goes, Harry, it is too early for this right now. Like, like he's going to, yeah, like he's got, she was already done. He's got a little clock, you know, he's got a little watch and it says, okay, (laughs) tantrum now. And this is, you're, you're a half an hour early. So stop that shit. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, you know, when when you go out, when you used to be able to go out at St. Patrick's day in Chicago and you see people like 3am drunk at 11 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Harry's having his like six o'clock tantrum at 10 in the morning. And Katie's like, no, no, we can't. My guess (laughs) is in the, in the course of the last, probably what, Probably twenty years. I'm going to say probably twenty years. The uh, the standard line is that it is not appropriate to spank your children. It's corporal punishment. It's abuse. Right. You have to punch I, them now. Yeah. I have, well, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that uh, if this pandemic goes on much longer, if the stay at home, spanking's coming back, my friend. Spanking yeah. is fucking coming back with a vengeance. I bet kids are getting their ass whipped 
every single day right now. Oh yeah. And because it's in the privacy of your home own home and nobody's videotaping, there's no fucking, you know, out and what you don't, Mrs. Yeah. Kravitz running around with fucking uh, iPhones to and you to don't have to send them out to abuse. school. You don't have to just send the kids the out, to out of them and, yeah, like, the next you day throw and a have to explain. Well, it's Bruce all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, your very woke wife you hear you hear come out of her mouth. I'll give you something to cry about. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, well, get yeah, the base, you, get the gonna... get the the basketball, and she starts great santining him in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, and then you've got a month at least for that to heal, for all the bruises exactly. and the welts to heal. Yeah. So you don't have to give the excuse of oh, Harry fell down the stairs again. And yeah. right into my fist. Yeah, there's no Boom. Of... So, yeah. So, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, baby boom, divorce boom, spanking boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then murder-suicide boom. I think those are the, oh, that's yeah. what we're going to see come out of this. Yeah, because, uh, you know, because it's not the virus. It's the fucking people, man. It's yeah. The fucking... All right, so you you wrote something on your post-it wall uh, <laughs> on Friday <laughs> that opens, because it's such a vague, it's, it's such a vague, it's like... Something about telling a joke and who gets to tell what's funny. What the fuck is that all about? What so, what joke? What joke are you talking about? That because uh, there must be a specific joke that that set that off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I wrote was humor is not a universal language. It is by nature and design intended for siloing. Even the greatest broad comedy has its haters. The closest thing to universally accepted comedy is Jay Leno. And come on, fuck Jay Leno. Well, yeah, and fuck Jay Leno. I think that you know that that kind of says it at all, but. What joke set that off? Because um, in my brain, I went, this is where I immediately went, was David was making a joke, and it really offended Katie, and now he's and now he's fucking stewing about it and wants to use the fucking podcast to air his grievance. So, yeah, let me, <laughs> let me find the... So, okay, it... <laughs> it was what I posted on Facebook... Um, on Thursday, I think. Here's what I said. I was going to get another tattoo this weekend yeah, with Don Hall, yeah. who was going to be in town, but China had to go and attack us with COVID-19 to help the Democrats get Trump impeached and everything went to shit. And yeah, I know that Michael Cohen... <laughs> and I know that Michael Cohen and Hillary Clinton's hairstylists have something to do with all of it. So... Yeah, there you go, you know? I mean... This is clearly... Trust me, it, while it's not hysterically funny, it's right. funnier than anything Andy Borowitz pulls out of his fucking tired ass. Right. Yeah. Like, first, and he I writes know, for the New York Post or whatever. Yeah. Th- this is not... Yeah. Like you said, this is not hil- hilariously funny. It's not a well-crafted, quote-unquote, no. joke. Yeah. This isn't a Mark Maron you know, rant. This is just yeah. a funny little thing that you thought of and you liked it. You went, you went ahead and go went, went, went there. It was fun. And I'm and I'm adding to you know it's it's sarcastic. It's clearly sarcastic, right? This yeah. is like Hillary Clinton's hairstylist, Michael Cohen. Like, who thinks about Michael Cohen anymore? I, it's absurdity. It's stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's fun. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, Katie told me, in, uh-huh. and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but basically, don't post that stuff. You're encouraging the bad behavior of people like in her family that post. The, no, that you're believe making fun of their bad behavior yeah yes yeah you know that encouraging that she does too and if and even if like one of her family members likes it i don't think that they're paying attention i don't think that they're going oh david thinks that it's a china virus too okay well good 
and she's like, well, my my aunt posted something da, 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 and I like looked at the page and I'm like, all I'm seeing is a bunch of like pray for us shit, God shit yeah. on her Facebook page. Oh, there was one thing about China thought they could beat us, but we prayed that it was, and it was like this long screed. And I'm like, I don't think that your family member, that was their takeaway, the China virus thing. I think it was all the God praying shit. Yeah. This is stupid things like that. Trying to be a little stupid and goofy on Facebook and and uh, sarcasm like that is not emboldening your conservative family members. Well, you know, what it reminds me of, that what that reminds me of is I remember the whole uh, death of irony that came out uh, yeah. fi- uh, following 9-11. Right. It's like you couldn't, you couldn't make jokes about anything, really, mm-hmm. after 9-11 because we were all so wounded and walking around with like... You know, again, it's like, I, and I, I had a piece that uh, that came out yesterday uh, on the ape is how to deal with uh, a pile of dog shit in your path, right? You know, and the idea, you know, it's, that's the idea is like, okay, you walk up, you see this giant mounted dog shit. What do you do about it? And so many of us want to just sit down in front of the dog shit, just want to sit right on the ground, right on the sidewalk. And instead, instead of walking around it or cleaning it up, you want to sit down in front of it and just sit and cry and wail and moan about this dog shit that's in my path. And it's like three and a half years. Oh, Donald Trump. Yeah. It's like, get the fuck over it. I'm, I'm sorry, but Jesus Christ, man. Figure out how to fucking manage it. Yeah, and then I, mean, I said, it, and then I said something else, like on top of that conversation where I was getting scolded and told what was funny, what wasn't. Yeah, because scold, scolding, because scolding, it was so effective when we were children in right. school. I mean, we learned so much from scolding, aside from hatred of school and teachers. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm sure it's going to work for an adult. Yep, yep. Uh, and I said something like, we were just bitching about like the mismanagement that. The federal government, and not specifically Trump, but just the federal government in general. Just in general, yeah. How we've sure. kind of botched this. But I said, God, I can't wait to reelect these all, all these people again in November. I think they're going to really do a great job in the next four years, anyway. And she's like, See, you can't say that. You can't make jokes like that. What? Why? Why the fuck not? First of all, I'm saying it just. It's just me and my wife in the room. Why is that a joke that is hurting things? Clearly, I'm kidding. And if I put it even on Facebook. The idea is that most of the people on Facebook know who I am. Or if I don't know them directly, I know them through doing comedy shit or doing shows or, or doing whatever. writing, yeah. right? So I think that the percentage of people who read that dumb shit that I put on Facebook, that sarcastic stuff, will look at that and go, oh, he really thinks that China gave us the COVID? The Hillary Clinton's hairstylist had something to do with all yeah. of this? David- it's probably like 0.00003%. No, you, sir, are the reason we have fake news. You're the reason the fake news movement. It's not CBS showing scenes from Italy and saying it was New York. Did that, that it's happen? Not, oh, yeah, that happened. Um, Did it's they not, do that on purpose or was it just a silly mistake? No, they were saying this is New York and they showed these huge fungal lines and body bags in the street kind of thing. And then they, and you know, and, and then later on we found oh, out, God. oh, somebody outed him and said, no, that was from Italy. And they were like, oops. Because <laughs> Italy and New York look so much alike. It's Well, you know, just when you're just doing scenes of people standing in line covered in fucking uh, masks and hazmat yeah. suits and people dying in the streets, 
Then you, you don't go, hey, I wonder, is that New York? No, they say it's New York. You assume it's New York. Yeah. I think you're making a joke in the privacy of your own home is far more egregious when it comes to the whole allegation yeah. of fake news than CBS uh, using that, you know? I mean, I get, I guess I never thought of it that You're right. I. You're I contributing to, to Trump's ascension by, by confirming his, yeah, the liberal media thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's right. I, I guess that that Facebook joke is what's changing and empowering the mind of a, a 70 something year old woman who's been conservative yeah. and thinking this way her entire life. You're right. I guess that I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm really pushing that agenda for her. You know, head, headline, yeah. middle-aged man makes poorly thought out joke, changes the world. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. I just, I just, but like who's like that, and, and I guess that this becomes a broader thing of, you know, who's, what, who can say what and what is funny? Because like, I don't think, you know, Twitter now has given it, or social media has given everybody access to everything, right? Like, sure. It's the democratization of opinion, absolutely. And if if you don't like it, don't laugh at it. If you don't think it's funny, don't laugh at it. Well, that's fine. Don't follow them on Twitter. Years ago, I was this is when I was in college. I went and saw George Carlin at Bally's, and I was was at the show. And like halfway through, these two older women got up and walked out. They were and you could hear them. They were like, "Oh my God, his language!" Like they're they're bitching about George Carlin being George Carlin. Yeah. And my thought was. Well, why the fuck would they come to a George Carlin show? Like, how do you not know what you're getting into? But then I thought, oh, well, maybe they like won these. You know, it was like a comped yeah, show yeah. at Bally's. Yeah, it can be a reason now. And that's fine. But to their credit, they got up and left. They didn't yeah. sit there and be like, oh, my God, he assaulted my <laughs> – he assaulted yeah. me with well, his language. Uh, okay. and it. There is There is a flip side. I think it's gone way too far. However, yeah. the flip side is, you know, because what you're saying is if I think it's funny, then, you know, it's funny. And if you're offended, don't listen. On the other hand, you know, there are, there are blatantly racist and sexist jokes. There are jokes at the expense of the disabled. There are jokes right. at the expense of the LGBTQ, you know, there are jokes that are at the expense of people. So, you know, I understand why they're upset. I still, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I still think if you get a joke, tell you, tell the joke, yeah. you know, and, 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 and what I, you know, the argument is, well, if we, if we, you know, Twitter bomb or stand up in the middle of a, a comedy set and protest it out loud, well, you know, you're just, you know, there's consequences to your opinion. Well, okay. Yeah. Also you're an asshole and yeah. you're the, you're, you're kind of a, you're kind of a wounded piece of shit, and why don't you fucking grow up and be like the old ladies and walk out instead of stand up and go, I'm going to try to rally all the other people crying in front of the dog shit so that they will notice how bad the dog shit in my way. Just shut the fuck up and walk away. You know, it, Jesus. it, made, me, it made me think of ah. that, that <laughs> quote that's attributed to Susan Messing, which is, if you're not having fun, you're the asshole. There you go. That's what it is. Like, if you don't think it's funny... Don't laugh. But if you're going to yeah. get upset about it because it's offensive but you're not having fun with it, you're probably just being a dick yourself. Yeah, well, and it's also the idea that if if you make a joke that offends me and I'm offended, but I'm around a bunch of other people that are laughing at that joke, that exponentially increases my offense. 
Right. Because basically it says, oh, wait a minute. I'm offended, but you think it's funny? You're also assholes. And yep. now I'm the I'm I'm being bullied and I am being wounded. And now let's call words violence. And we've gone we've lost our fucking minds. But I, you know, this isn't anything new from the last I'd say except for the, you know, the whole Democrats thing, uh, which is about <laughs> about as creative as, you know, pull my oh. finger. That was that was part of the joke. <laughs> that was what, yeah. So I like, think you need that to, was, you it was needed a joke to heighten about, it. Well, it was. A, I mean, part you of what I was saying You need to heighten the there. dumb. You need to you need to misspell a bunch of words, and sure. and, and then and then you should have like uh, you know praised God a couple times. You know, whatever. It's, yeah, it's like the Gordon Logan account that I follow. Like that you follow. It, yeah, or like, or uh, he's a friend, or whatever. Like whatever it is on Facebook that you follow. Oh, you're you're of the camp that this is actually me. That's totally you. It's not me. I wish it was. It's totally you. Well, I agree with Rory Zacker. That's fucking totally you, and it's still funny. It's funny. You, like, it's even funnier thinking that it. it's you doing it. So that's it, you know. It's not, I actually it's don't believe me. it's you because it's not your writing style, in my opinion. But uh, well, you I could know, be doing a totally different character, which would be the point. But yeah, but yeah, but, but it's uh, not me. It's not me, right. but like that's. Do you know who it is? I have no idea. It's no, I you. Have, I have right. no idea. Rory Zacker's correct, it, or it's Rory Zacker doing it and then blaming it on you, so it deflects off of him. It's not Rory Zacker. Rory Zacker doesn't have the energy. <laughs> that boy does not have the energy to do that shit. It's true. It's true. He's busy saving dogs. Yeah. And complaining about his wife eating ketchup on hot dogs. So. <laughs> You know, it's like, all right. That's the thing, too, is like all of the little annoyances that are normally like, oh, my wife eats ketchup on a hot dog, which is like normally a funny thing. Like, what kind of Chicago is she? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Right, whatever. Now now it's time for divorce. It's it's serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People can't fucking take it anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, because just everything's heightened because we're. We're living so close oh, to yeah. each other. Well, we Dana, can't... Dana. Okay, so here's the this is the fucking funniest thing, Dana. Uh, and I love this thing. She got it for she got it for her, but she got it for us as a month anniversary. Is that she got one of those motion detector toilet lights? What? It's okay. So it hangs over the side of the bowl, and it's like multiple colors. It goes red, and then it goes blue, and then it goes green. And it's an LED light that you hang in the bowl of your toilet. Toilet disco. So, well, yeah, it is kind of like toilet disco. But what it is is that way in at night when I get up in the middle of the night to pee. Yeah. We don't have to turn the bathroom light on because you can see that the toilet's lit up, and you just go, you know, right? It's yeah. like that's what. Yeah. Well, you know, I. I pee and then I put the seat down because you know what? As a grown up, I've my whole life been taught put the seat down, you lame ass man. Yeah. Well, now she wants the seat up so that we can see the light. Yeah, right. And I, so, so I, this morning I noticed that she's put a hello, my name is sticker on the inside lip of the lid that says, leave the seat up before you flush. Leave the lid up. It's on the lid. Leave the lid oh, up for your flesh. Yeah. And and it's it's sort of like and the thing about it is, you know, because of our quarantine, yeah. I kind of have a feeling, David, if all of a sudden, you know, we're recording the Apecast and, and I don't call and you find out that I've been stabbed to death. Yeah. Um and someone found the knife. Someone someone found my body, you know? Yeah. It was probably because I forgot to put that fucking lid up. It, you know, it's like, you know, there you go. Yeah. I've yeah, been that's stabbed a, to death. I, 
It's the little shit. I'm telling you. Like, it's that's the little just stuff, it. man. This is all that, like, <laughs> now that I've been married, you know, coming up on four years. Jesus. Yeah, four yeah. years. Yeah. Um, I'm realizing that, you know, the whole irreconcilable. And you've been divorced twice. So I have might, been divorced you twice. You have better insight than I do. But I'm starting to realize that. I managed to get out of that before they stabbed me to death. Yeah. These, these irreconcilable And I'm eminently stabbed. I'm stabbable, my friend. Oh, you're totally stabbable. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. we all are. Let's, let's yeah, not but sell I'm, ourselves short. I know, I'm, but I'm, I'm living with me has got to be. You're stabbable and shootable at the same time. And shootable. She yeah. looks at me the other day and I said, yeah, I know I'm an asshole. She goes, you're not an asshole. You're a blowhard. And I, we laughed. And then the next morning I said something. She goes, no, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like the irreconcilable differences of divorce are things like wouldn't put the fucking seat down. Can't turn off lights in the kitchen when she's not using it. You know, like, it's that kind of shit that drives us fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And it's all so stupid. I remember when I was single in my, you know, like, early to mid-20s, and I'm like, "What what do couples fight about? What is there to fight about? You fight about the dishwasher? Just fucking load it and close it. Now that I'm married, I still feel the same way. But it's like... Now you understand. Leave me the fuck alone about the dishwasher. Yeah. And when you do it, your shit doesn't even get clean because you overstuff it. So, like, I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. And yeah, it's every you know, reason why I didn't want to be married in the first place. Like, there you go. All, all, like, those, all those things. This is why. These are the reasons because it's all the small stuff. I didn't want to you be know, told that, that my jokes weren't funny. I didn't want to be told that they had more the impact thing. than they actually did. This is the thing. Exactly. This is the thing is, though, it, it, and you got to admit, you got to admit that – those arguments are better than all the arguments you had with all these exes, right? The ex-girlfriends, the ex-wives. Like, think about... Yes. Because when, when I look back at my ex-girlfriends, the arguments about shit like that were meaningless. It was the fact that they were either, like, Alice was just shitty to me and didn't yeah. really like me. In fact, at one point I said, you just don't like me. And she goes, no, I like you. I just don't respect you. I mean, you know, it's like that yep. Yep. is way bigger than a sign on the toilet lid. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we do this a lot, don't we? We talk about our exes quite a bit. Like they come Everybody up and, does. Everybody do we, does. Do we give them too much credit? Do we give them too much space, too much memory, too much... Of course uh, we do. Real but the thing is, if if you don't give lives. them if you don't give them some real estate, then you can't say you've learned from the experience. I mean, if there's anything I and I don't, I'm still I like I make a joke. Yeah, I'm probably pretty hard to live with. I mean, there's probably some things about me that are just like, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, however, however, I think, and I think Dana would probably agree with this. I think I've I'm a better husband yeah. now than I was for either of my first two wives. Because I learned lessons from that experience, so you know it's it's not that we. I think if we we still have, if we're still wounded by our exes years later, yeah, then we're sitting in front of the dog shit, wailing and crying about dog shit in our way, and it's right, like you know yeah. what, you know, it's like I remember the dog shit that was in my path five feet ago, yeah, oh, oh. you know, it's like okay. You gotta get a get over it, but you have to learn from it. So I don't think talking about those experiences with your exes necessarily is too much baggage unless you're still fucking butthurt about it. Yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm I'm not butthurt about any of the any of my exes. Um I still think about 
like I'm just now thinking about this like this a stupid argument that I had with with Bree. Um, the and cheese. It's like, what's that? You had the an ch- argument with cheese? No, she was. No, I. Yeah, I'm I thinking was, about that time. That time I had an argument with Cheddar. What? Her name. Her name was. <laughs> come on. I know. I have to give you yeah. shit. That just it always makes me laugh when you talk about Brie because I that, that is where my mind instantly goes because I've never seen a picture of this woman you're talking about. So when you say, "Hey, uh, Brie," I see you in a room with this like plate <laughs> just... of soft cheese with some crackers and a little thing, and I go, "Why having, are you arguing with cheese?" Having a three year relationship with a with, with a, a with a, of cheese, a plate, a plate, yeah, a plate, a plate of, cheese, of soft yeah. cheese, yeah, yeah. And, she, and that plate gets dressed and goes to a big law firm yeah. every day, and goes yeah. And- <laughs> well, the thing, the thing I love is the brie with the spaghetti strap dress. It always makes right. me laugh. Yeah, you know. Well, so there was one morning where um, I was I was ironing clothes. Like I was working at Career Builder at the time. This is during my career purgatory in like 2008, and she was in the bathroom getting dressed brushing her teeth or putting on makeup or whatever the fuck she was doing. And she comes out out of fucking nowhere. I've got like the morning news on and I'm ironing a shirt. We're not even talking to each other. She comes out and she goes, uh, when we have kids, they're not going to eat sugared cereal. And I go, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? When we have kids, hang on. What? What? what okay, fine. What, why? What is? What does this have to do? Well, your parents let you and your brothers eat sugared cereal, and look how you turned out. And then, like, went back into the bathroom and finished putting on her stupid fucking makeup. And I'm out there with the iron, going, "What? That? That was an insult. Where the fuck? Why did? Oh God! Did eating Fruit Loops fuck me and my brother? No, it didn't. What the fuck? Like, what the?" Fuck. That was the kind of shit that I dealt with on a regular basis with her. Like these With your weird, cheese plate, yeah. Yeah, with these weird accusations out of oh. fucking nowhere. And like just like this deep-seated, constant, like running river of of hatred for me and my family. See, and disrespect you have, and like, well, you have the same, you've made the same comments that you're, my wife doesn't like me. She doesn't like anything about <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's not the women. I just want to say, yeah. if you, if you're constantly in a situation where your biggest grievance with your partner, whoever your partner is, whether it be a plate of cheese or like a ham hock, you know, whatever it happens to be, if they are constantly, you feel like you just are not liked, that they just don't like you, perhaps it's just something to think about. If yeah. every time that's your, your argument, you might want to take a look deeper inside of you and why you feel like if someone disagrees with the way you behave, that they don't like you. No, well, that's, and that's fine if, if they don't like me. Um, they, no, that's you're missing. You totally. Well, maybe that maybe it's not that they don't like you. Perhaps it's just that your behavior it drives them a little nuts. And that doesn't I, I, mean they don't like you because you love your wife. You like Katie. Uh, yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, so I do. But I there are things. Wife. There are think. There are things that you look at her and go, Christ. You know, your parents raised you wrong or whatever. The, what the fuck is that thing about the... What was the thing where she was, like, putting stuff up in the walls in the kitchen? Uh, like, notes or... You know, you had this big issue. This has got to be 
Oh God! 80, 88 casts ago, but you had this, and it's like okay, it's it's exactly the kind of thing we're talking about. It's like this little tiny inconsequential who gives a shit thing. But you went off on like for like twenty <laughs> minutes about this, you know, and it's like what an asshole. Of yeah. course you love your wife. Of course she likes and loves you, but maybe she doesn't always like everything you do. And that, and and I guess that's to me the sign of of being like a stable relationship is the acknowledgement that not everything about you... I mean, Dana is a perfect example. And this drives me fucking batty, is that she doesn't like to have things just take up more space than they need to. Yeah. Right? And so she tends to consolidate things into small packages. Like, she ruined... We had we had like a thing of Listerine and a thing of scope. Her dad left us some scope, and so what it, it was like. Who no. gives a shit? So what she did was she took the Listerine and poured it into the scope bottle so she could get rid of the Listerine bottle. It like ruins. It's they're both ruined. Yeah. She she gives me like it's like a, a she gives me a Zantac bottle for my car, and all I want is to have some pain reliever. I just want to have some like ibuprofen in my car in case I get a headache or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, she it's got fucking. Allergy pills and yeah. a leave and fucking aspirin to find any fucking I'm gonna dump the whole goddamn. But the, ultimately, I love my wife. Yeah. Does that drive me a little bit nuts? Yeah, a little bit. You know, a little bit nuts. But I get it, and it, it it's like okay. And I think the sight of like having a, a relationship that is going to be long lived rather yeah. than an ex that you bitch about for 18 years is you go, you know what? That's just a quirk. It's funny. It's not that big a deal. I mean, am I really going to die on the hill of the mouthwash? No. Who gives a right. shit? Well, I think, I mean, I, I am well aware that I'm not always the easiest person to live with. I'm well aware that I am, that I have things that annoy Katie, things that annoy people. Like I, I know who I am, what I'm capable of. It was part of the reason I didn't want to ever get married because I didn't want – it wasn't about me having to deal with another person's shit. I didn't want them to have to deal with mine. That was no, a big no, part No, it's of not it. that you didn't want them to deal with your shit. You didn't want to be told that your shit was something you needed to change. That was part of it too, sure. Yeah, it has nothing to do with them dealing with it. It's you it's just both. don't want to have anybody tell you that you shouldn't have eaten sugar when you are a kid. Well, but that's insane. I mean, come on. That <laughs> – like, at least Katie's, you know, uh, don't make a joke because you're going to make my grandmother, you yeah. know, convince, further convince my grandmother that China caused, or is China's trying to get Trump impeached or whatever the fuck nonsense I was whatever. saying. Whatever, yeah. That's different because at least that was a thing that happened versus this, like... This rando accusation. Just, yeah, like, what? I don't... I, there was another one where I was driving her to work. This is... This is the, the plate of cheese. Um, she wasn't a plate of cheese. See, that's mean, right? Like, she wasn't a plate of cheese. That's not mean. Okay, the plate of cheese. I mean, would she be offended by... Would, would anybody named Brie be offended by being called a plate of cheese? I think it'd be stupid I mean, if you were. Like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you yeah. know, it's like that's the tiny... That's like a pebble of dog shit in your way. Well, yeah. Why you even notice it? It's so small. Right, right. Uh, but I was driving her to work, and... Again, out of fucking nowhere, she <laughs> looks at me and goes, why do you have to be so thin? <laughs> and my, my immediate response in my head 
okay. was because I knew where this was coming from because she yeah. had been like she wanted to go to the gym like she was just feeling insecure about her own body yeah so because it came at me with like her own insecurity was being thrown at me yeah, as an yeah, insult yeah. to me like I'm doing something wrong yeah so my immediate response that I didn't say out loud was why do you have to be so fat which I'm glad I didn't say it see that would have been pretty blunt yeah I would have said, because I don't eat as much as you do. I mean, it's the same thing, but it's a little more subtle. It's yeah. a little more diggy. It might be something that lasted longer. Well, but I mean, the, the truth is that I'm just thinner than she is. That's just, it was, it's just, it's yeah, genetics. It's just, it's just, it's just how your body's That's built. It's how your genetics, I, your genes. Don't know. I, I don't know how to help See, you. The, or, you know? or you go, oh, it's because in my genetic strain, my DNA makes it that I am, that I'm just, my metabolism is higher and I just, I just, and for you, you're a fatty. You know, right. you could, there are a lot of ways you could have played that, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, this, I may, and I don't remember what I actually said. I may, I may have done like some kind of like, well, this is the metabolism and just trying to brush up. I don't know, but, but it's like random insults and anger. Yeah, that she's just sitting there thinking about, and it's probably uh, I think a lot of her. Well, I don't know. We don't need to pick apart my ex. Like that's I don't well, want to do what, that. So what I'm going to say is what I'm going to say is, do we like in the universal we give yeah. our exes too much credit and baggage? I don't think so. Do you? Yes. You think I do? Yeah. I think I think I give my wife too much credit, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. How how long ago were you dating brick of cheese? How long were you dating the soft cheese lady? Oh, uh, what year is this? Twenty twenty. We broke yeah. up in two thousand nine. Okay, so this was a le- so eleven years later. You're still pissed off about the sugar thing Wait and the skinny thing. No, I'm not pissed about eleven it. Eleven was... years. Eleven years later, this is what gets. This is what's on your head. No, no, no. Because we were taught. How many times do you bring up Alice? Or yeah, but Al. But I don't go. To, it's like it's like I don't. Rem- I don't even remember. I mean, I remember maybe four specific things that I thought were like fuck you. For the most, I mean. We had daily things. She was a, a, I mean. Yeah. The thing is, she wasn't a horrible person. We were just a really bad mismatch. Yeah. um, In a lot of ways. Her needs and my ability to fill them were just not. So so I can't throw any, you know, I can't throw rocks at Alice. Did she leave me a little bit beaten up and bruised? You bet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, was living with her for four years kind of like living in a room full of a, with a rabid weasel during coronavirus? Yes. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't bring it up as much as you do. That is not true. We could go back and listen. I guarantee you. I just talk bring about up Alice, Alice more than I. Talk I just about bring Brady. up Alice as a general bad mistake. You, you're talking about that one time when Brie Larson looked at you and said, "Why do you got to be so skinny?" And that's still with you. This this random comment is well, still with you because you, I've got you got me thinking about the insane shit. And these are just two. Yeah, these are just two. I'll uh, bet if I didn't bring examples. this up, you could have rattled off seventeen examples because it's because I think you give them too much weight. I don't really give them that much weight. I can't even remember what my first wife looks like. I don't believe that. I don't even remember what her name is. I don't believe that either. And I was married to her for twelve years. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what her. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what her name was. 
All right, that's Shut, a lie. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's a total lie. I'm not a sociopath. No, you, the if if I asked you to tell me tell me about some times that Alice or your first wife made some, some insane stories, some insane arguments, because this is why I talked about. Because we were talking about the I arguments can't think that of we any, have with our wives versus the insane more insane arguments us, we had with our exes. I, and I'm not I'm not full shit. I'm really not making this. I can't I can't honestly think of the only argument that I can think of with my first wife with Deanna was that she really didn't want to move to Chicago and I was already here. And we had a big argument about whether or not we I was gonna move out of Chicago after a year of sort of like doing my thing and being homeless and living in my truck and now getting teaching, if I was gonna move back out to Arkansas. That's the only argument and, and I mean that's Pretty much, I can't think of a single other. I remember, I remember once getting mad at her because she got drunk on tequila and threw up all over the floor. There's not that many <laughs> arguments I can remember, right? So there's yeah. not that many things. Um, I can remember more things when it came to Jen, but most of our arguments came from the theater company. Yeah, you know, well, so that's not quite the same thing. I'm also younger than you, so my brain still. Oh, is that really right? Yeah, I've I've and got well, space and it's because to you ate sugar. It's because you ate sugared cereal when you See? were a kid, and I I'm, and I play and I played in a septic ditch when I was a kid. So yeah, of course, yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah, so that's why that's why I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. I played in a septic ditch as a kid. Fuck your off. immunity, yeah, you're bring it the fuck on because right, right. I've been you know you're right covered in a thin layer of slime. I as yeah, you I've have got, been since you were eight. Yeah, I I was inoculated with uh, with uh, spinal meningitis and uh, and <laughs> yeah. and fucking septic ditch. Ain't nothing fucking taking me down from the real world. I mean, you know, here's the other thing is I could tell you good stories that I had with with Bree too. Like I could if I sat and thought about them. I mean, so why don't you? You want to hear some good stories? No, I don't want to hear any good stories. Oh, but I don't okay. know who this person is. What I'm saying is, why don't you focus on that instead of all the shit she did that was this tiny, because these we tiny little piles about, of dog shit? Because we were talking pi- about the f- arguments we have. And my answer is, I don't think I give my exes too much baggage, but I definitely think you do. I, yeah, I, I don't think comparatively we might do the same because I actually thought about this. I think that you do more. Cause I think that Alice comes up oh. more than Bree well, does just, in these podcasts. Al, so that's the thing is I've got, think of all the, uh, the, uh, all the exes you've had. Alice is sort of like the bugaboo. She's like the Babadook. Yeah. She's the big one, right? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's, she's kind of become, and that's what I think is I don't, it's almost not even like she's a real person anymore in my brain. Right. Even though she's actually a real person, you know? Yeah. Um, but that there were so many moments of like, what the fuck am I doing? It was such a bad, like, why am I? And every, all my friends were like, why are you with her? She it was just four years of like, what the fuck is going on? That's so what it was for me. Yeah. So that's... so it's sort of like this this Uber like. I mean, she. I don't like I said. She's like a she's like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day float, you know, yeah. Bart Simpson that floats real big. It's not really that specific. It's just like, yeah, you remember that time you were under the shadow of that Bart Simpson float, and it just followed you everywhere. That's, yeah, that's how I feel with this relationship, and she might feel the same way about me. I have no idea. Like her friends could have been like my friends, going, "Why are you with this fucking monster? This guy is awful." I have no idea. Everyone was always the friends were always very nice to me. You know, like I had a great right, relationship with my parents, but I don't know. Like I don't know what her her th- like. Maybe I'm her Bart Simpson, and you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Yes, you are. You are. But maybe I don't deserve that much credit. Maybe I'm, I don't have that much real estate in her world. I have. Maybe I'm not her big 
big bugaboo breakup. Her big well, bugaboo she, ex. It's because she didn't, she didn't really like you there very much. I've yet to meet a woman that has. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. I actually had a really <laughs> hard time coming up with, with my six or my three things this week. So, because um, I've been like, there's, there's so much to do. Yeah. But like, you can't do anything. Like, it's just, this was just a weird week. So this is going to be a personal ask. My three things for you to do this week is a personal ask. All right. Um, I, I want, it's, the first one is a do. I'd like you to email my father. Uh, <laughs> give me half a second to make sure that I get his email right. My father's email is, uh, <laughs> I don't, I mean, you're going to have, not, you're going to have people troll your dad. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, it's time to troll my dad. His email is James Himmel law at gmail.com mm-hmm. and I want you to ask him request that he please stay home stay in quarantine and not put himself and others at risk by going out to uncover the sailboat not an essential thing cool alright my first thing it's not that personal it's that you should watch the Netflix Mark Marin special in times fun um, I, it's really funny. It's really, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I like, I'm not as, you know, I kind of, I kind of got bored with the, what the fuck podcast after a while. I mean, it was fine, but it's just so much ad. There's so much ad revenue being generated that like the first 20 minutes is him fucking shilling shit. And it's just yeah. like, I, I mean, but this Netflix special, he's quite good. He's really funny. Yeah. And it's nice to see him return, return to stand up. So yeah. times fun Netflix, Mark Marin. And that was one of the, one of my six things, um, on the show I did with Dana. So, oh, yeah, it was. Yes, yep. it was. Yep. Well, then there you go. So, we, you know, at least we're on the same page. So, uh, my next thing um, is is a watch. It's watch uh, Mark Maron's special on Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. My next thing is um, stay home. <laughs> just fucking stay home. I have seen in like essential things, right? I have to, I have to walk the dog. And the people that I see, like, get out, you can run, you can walk, you can ride your bike. But I see people congregating still. Stop fucking congregating. Just stop. The so- I know it's nice out, but the sooner we just deal with this shit now, the sooner we can have a summer. Because the curve will flatten and we can go and enjoy the nice weather. Just suck it the fuck up for now. All right, my second thing is a read. It is on longreads.com. It is by Rachel Newer, N-U-W-E-R. This is based on our love for uh, Tiger King (laughs) and Joe Exotic. It is called The Strange and Dangerous World of America's Big Cat People. Um, the sort of like the byline is a headline grabbing murder for hire plot helped expose the dark side of exotic animal ownership in the U.S. Is there now enough momentum to reform the industry? And what I would say, and it's actually a really good read because the reason I was like, wow, I do want to read about this is because I had no fucking idea until I watched Tiger King mm. that there were even these things that existed. Oh, yeah. That people had hundreds of fucking lions and tigers in fucking Oklahoma. Who the fuck right. knows about right. this shit? So this was actually pretty. <laughs> this was pretty interesting. 
I mean, right? It is. Who would have thought? But, <laughs> but at the same time, weren't you like, you're like, yeah, what the fuck? But then also like, oh, of course. No, oh. I didn't go. Of no? course, oh. if it had all, if it had all been in Florida, I would have gone. Yeah, all right. But in fact, it was also in Oklahoma. It was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. Okay. No, that's. Yeah, and, and the that, idea that, that comes out of Florida, it's like, well, duh. But yeah, yeah, but the thing this, is, it's like like Ant, Ant, what is his Doc Antle's uh, Doc Antle, like, yeah, yeah, like his his safari park kind of thing. Uh, that kind of made sense to me. But fucking this Joe Exotic guy who literally, it's not a zoo. It's just a bunch of fucking wild animals in a goddamn bunch of cages. Yeah, I mean, off you can't the highway, call that his, yeah, yeah right. I, off the fucking highway. It's like what the f- and and he had hundreds of them. It's like. Yeah. I, how did I not know this is happening? And so this is actually a very good article. It's more pervasive than even I thought, even after watching Joe Exotic do his thing. Yeah. So the strange and dangerous world of America's big cat people, because apparently like flat earthers, they're people. Yeah. They are people. They're like Star Trek fans and all kinds of other weird shit. LARPers. They own these big fucking cats and they're, they're a lot of them. And there is an actual industry. So yeah, yeah let's read this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my third thing this week is stop thinking so much about my ex. Jesus. No shit. I think N- about... Not me. I want you to stop yeah, thinking about I, my ex. Every time I go for a plate of soft cheese, I'm just thinking about all the microaggressions she had against you Isn't and how great? wounded you feel. That, like, that our, our listener is... is every- <laughs> Every Our listener. Eat, yeah, every time that, that you know that, that James Ford eats some brie cheese, he's gonna think about my ex girlfriend and er, with just a plate of cheese and a spaghetti dress yeah. or spaghetti yeah. strap dress. Sp- yeah, spaghetti. I love that. It's the way you got These are the these are the images we implant. <laughs> this is the fake news that we put out there. Yeah, right. Um, and my third thing is because one of the topics that I wanted to talk about we didn't talk about, but uh, was the the concept. Everybody's telling me I should buy a gun. Here in Las Vegas, like, yeah. oh, it's going to get really bad. And we had a good friend last week who, her apartment, she's in uh, Peru, Illinois, because her grandmother died, and she's kind of stuck there now. Um, but she's living in a house. Her apartment's here, and it was burglarized. And so, like, a lot, it's like, okay, things are going to, I mean, this is where I think, see things. So what I'm going to suggest everybody watch so they understand exactly what we're preparing for is watch the 2013 Ethan Hawke film. Everybody forgets he was in the first one, The Purge. Because oh, that's what, yeah. that's if we were talking last week, we talked about dystopian uh, movies that we may be living. Yeah, uh, yeah. Watch The Purge and see where we're headed. What's fun about this um, is that when we record the times we record this podcast, I usually get done right about the time that Harry goes down for his nap, where he yeah tucks in for about two hours. So I get to switch on some movies. Or I could do some reading and get smarter. I could take a nap. So yeah, I think that maybe, maybe I'll take a nap to watching The Purge on there my you iPad go. in bed. There you go. That's a great way to just because yeah. And dream that's what's dream about happen. micro microaggressive cheese. Microaggressive cheese and the fact that you're skinny yet you ate sugared cereal as a child, <laughs> and you make Democrat jokes and are in you're in a lot of trouble. And I I am the reason Trump is going to get reelected. Well, everybody knows that. Yeah. Fuck. You and Rory Zacker. <laughs> Rory doesn't have the energy to get Trump reelected. That's true. <laughs> and that's the show. That's it. 
Stay safe out there. Talk to you next Rock week. Rock and roll. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.